Hey, welcome to the Stephanie Stevens Show, where I help you discover the power of communication and the keys that unlock the doors to freedom in every area of your life. Well, hello, my dear sweet friend. It is so wonderful to share time with you. Thank you for allowing me into your sacred space. Maybe you're in the car, maybe you're out on a walk, or maybe you are hanging out just getting ready to take a little 10-minute snooze in the middle of the day. I don't know. Wouldn't that be lovely? (laughs) Maybe you're crazy busy and you're just kind of running around the house or the apartment or the workspace getting things done, listening to me in the background, doesn't matter. I'm just really grateful that you allow me some time with you today. Thanks again. If you like the content, please share it. Also, please do hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And if you'd rate the podcast, I'm serious, like seriously, I really would like you to rate the podcast, please, if you can, if you haven't already, because that will provide feedback for others who are looking for stuff just like this and places to go to grow and learn and share. So my podcast is about things like becoming experts in communications, and there's lots that goes into that. We each have a very unique voice for such a time as this. We each have ways in which we have been gifted to communicate, some verbally, uh, some in the form of singing or fine arts or painting or drawing or creative writing or, I mean, you name it. There are many even nonverbal linguistics that happen all the time, and those are all gifts. So I wish to help encourage you to tap into those very specific gifts of yours and then expand those and help with tools and encouragements that will really get you expanded in multiple, maybe every area of life. How's that? All right. Well, I want to talk to you today about boundaries. They're good, right? I'm in favor. Not a lot of people understand or comprehend boundaries and what they're for. So I'm having this conversation with you today just because it comes up. I hear people in conversation, especially who are really busy, um, tease each other and say, dude, you got to get some boundaries. Or you know what, boy, you've got a lot in your plate, boundaries. And they say it in a kind of a loving, kidding way, and yet they're serious. And so why is it important to take a look at boundaries? Well, interestingly enough, I was volunteering time as counsel in a ministry for for years and years. And I remember one woman in the ministry who was a teacher said, Jesus had no boundaries. And I asked her what on earth she meant, and she said, well, he just didn't. We don't read anywhere in scripture that indicates that he had any boundaries at all. And I scratched my head at that because I think we do. So when I, let's take Christ, for example, let's take scripture. We'll take other examples in a minute, but let's just take, because this woman specifically offered scripture and Jesus. So I thought to myself, isn't that odd then that he only traveled with 12? Why 12? Why not 1,200? Why not 12,000? I mean, thousands came to see him and listen to him preach. Why didn't he just travel in herds everywhere he went and allow everybody to come with him everywhere he went? He didn't. That's clear. There were times where he needed solitude. There were times where, several times, in fact, where he went out and the crowds were pressing in on him. And he said, I need a break. So he would leave the crowd, he would slip through the crowd, or he would 
you know, in some cases, he'd even get on a boat and he would row out to the middle of the lake uh, and he would actually do some teaching from there so as to have some space and also probably to be heard, if I had to guess. I would think it would probably be much easier to hear him if he's out on the water and his voice is bouncing off the water, then the crowds would be able to hear. So that, that was probably multifaceted. We're not all going to put it into the basket of boundaries. However, I always was struck when we would read things about healing miracles and things like that. And I always thought to myself, isn't it funny that Jesus in scripture would say things like go and sin no more. When he would deal with people who were coming to confess things to him or who wanted specific healings or wanted to repent or things like that, he he didn't say you are forgiven and healed and also come on, let's go. Where do you want to go next? He was pretty clear in ending his time with people, ending his time with crowds, and traveling very specifically in a very small group. And by the way, didn't he hand-select each and every one of those that he surrounded himself with? He hand-selected them. He knew them by name, and he gathered them in and called for them to join him in his journey. And not everyone was included. In fact, most everyone was not included. There was a very tiny handful that was Then we get into scriptures related to those that cause division and dissension and the admonition to avoid them, avoid them, right? There are also specific examples here and there throughout the course of the scriptures regarding things like how to handle conflict. And at one point there is reference to if a conflict can't be handled and there's a problematic situation or behavior by someone and it's causing problems for a group at large, you go first one-on-one to try to resolve. If that doesn't work, you go uh, with witnesses. If that doesn't work, then you take it to the group at large. And finally, you remove the situation or the person from the mix Hello, that sounds like a boundary if I've ever heard one. So um, why is it important for us to have boundaries? Well, we are each individual autonomous creatures. And so a boundary is simply where we end and another begins. And maybe it even includes the space between. But of course, there are philosophies that say things like, well, we are all one. And, and really, the only thing that really separates us is the idea of separation, Here's why I don't subscribe to that. Number one, I don't like it. There are people and ideas that I don't like and I don't care for and I don't want to be one with everyone. Even if I am, that's okay. I'll understand on a different plane and a different dimension. I don't for now and I I frankly don't want to. That's just me. You may want to be one with everyone and everything. That's cool too. Uh, The spirit by which created all things is all in all and is one. So there are a lot of different dimensions and we don't want to be linear in our ideas. We, we want to remember that there's so much we don't see, perspectives we don't physically or mentally comprehend or process because we see through a glass darkly. However, we do know a couple of things and that is that we are on this planet in individual body spaces, right? Um, Waveform and matter looks like individuals. I look like me, you look like you, we don't look the same. Somebody else would say that we are not necessarily the same. So there is 
a specific separation, which means there must be a reason for that. There must be a reason. And so if there is a reason for us to show up as spiritual beings on this physical plane in this dimension with nervous systems that have to navigate this specific dimension, right? Sight, sound, hearing, smell, touch, feel, and then the deeper senses, intuition and wisdom and knowledge and things like that. We are asked to navigate all of that inside of the parameters of a container called you and a container called me. So where I end, you begin. And how creative and amazing is that? How incredibly mind-blowing is it that we have different ideas on things? We have different experiences. We came into this world, onto this planet with different backgrounds and and we come into different families and we have different experiences. So of course, we're going to have different ideas, different baselines, and I'm just going to say it, different programming because we were raised by people who inadvertently, lovingly or otherwise programmed us, teachers, media, parents, anybody in a place of authority in our lives was helping to embed ideas and thoughts in us. And that's how it works, especially before the age of seven years old, when we're kind of just this sponge. In fact, we are, we're just taking everything in. We're very egocentric. We don't understand the world outside of us. In other words, if something happens early on in childhood, a child would not look at the irresponsible adult and say, boy, that, that irresponsible adult really has issues. They really need some help. A child will say, what is wrong with me? What have I done to create this? Why am I not worth staying for? Why am I not worth loving and caring for? Why am I not being fed, cared for, hugged, loved? That's a child. And that's because they're exposed here. And their first six and seven years is meant to just take in, take in and take in information. They don't actually even really emotionally process. They feel emotions. Absolutely. But to process and reason is something that comes a little bit later. So of course, we're different for all of those reasons. And it's fine. And it's good. So why we get hung up over the idea of boundaries is a little bit of a mystery to me because it's a really beautiful thing. I think in maybe today's day and age, we are challenged to embrace everything, no matter what it is. Just embrace it because you're supposed to. Just accept. Accept it. Embrace it. You, You should, if you're loving, right? And if you're kind, and maybe even if you're of a specific certain religious background, you are obligated it feels like, to accept things or like certain things or agree with certain things or think in certain ways. And so when we talk about boundaries, and especially as it relates to people of faith, the challenge is always going to be, is it loving? Is it kind? Is it Christ-like? Is it good to say no to this? Uh, will they be mad? Am I being selfish? Am I not being giving enough? What, I'm, what if I'm supposed to spend my time serving? Isn't that the, what life is supposed to be about? Aren't, aren't we to be servants? And aren't we supposed to do like Jesus did? He was a servant of all. Well, I have news for you, my friend. You're never going to be like Jesus. I don't think Jesus wants you to. Frankly, 
we will never and could never do what Jesus did. Because according to scripture, Jesus did the impossible for you and I. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I encourage you to go find out and read. So when we used to have these sayings and wear the bracelets and the t-shirts and the hats and the mugs that said, what would Jesus do? My answer will consistently be something you and I could never do. So it's really ridiculous to ask that question because Christ isn't asking us to do what he did. That would be impossible. He's asking other things. Your call in this life is asking other things of you. It's not asking that life of you. It's asking specific things of you for this time, for this space and dimension, this time frame, for your specific make and model, (laughs) for your specific gifting. You're you because you were created to be you. That's it. So it is not only okay to be you and to be specifically you who enjoys and likes and has strong convictions about certain things, especially if those things have been researched and you are operating in and asking for a spirit of discernment and asking for and receiving wisdom and knowledge and not just grabbing anything somebody throws at you and go, yep, that sounds good today. Oh, here comes another idea tomorrow. Uh Uh-oh, they contradict. Well, oh, well, we'll just go with it. No, 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 no. That would be lack of critical thinking. We don't want that. We want wisdom. We want discernment. And we want higher. We want higher. If you are somebody who reads scripture, then you know that in scripture, there's this discussion about the mind of Christ. That's higher, bigger, broader, more expansive. So lots to contemplate there. But the reason boundaries are imperative is because if we don't exercise boundaries, we simply will lay down our lives in a way that is not appropriate and frankly, not even our call. It's not even a good idea. It doesn't even serve the people you are here to influence. Not everything is an opportunity. I worked with a man one time. I was telling him about a couple of opportunities that I had and I could go do this. And then so-and-so asked if I would come and do that. And he looked at me and he said, you know, Steph, not every opportunity is an opportunity. And I thought, wow, very simple and yet profound. That's true. Sometimes it's just a distraction. And sometimes it's presented to us to see how much grit we really have, or if we have the strength and the courage to simply say, no, no, nicht, nada, however else we want to say it in any other language. It's okay to say no. And we end with no. And here will be a fantastic challenge for us today. What if we went through the entire day and were given an opportunity that we know is not for us, not now anyway, In other words, our internal answer to that will be a no. What if we just said no? Or we could even add a thank you. What if we just said, "Mm, no, thank you? Or how about a, you know, it's going to be a no for me on that, but thank you for asking. I dare you to try that because here will be the temptation. You will be tempted to do one of a couple of things. You will be tempted to justify explain or excuse why you're saying no. Oh, it's going to be the hardest thing ever if you're not used to this. 
If you are used to this, bravo, you are a master in this arena. If you are not used to this, it is going to be a tremendous challenge for you to simply say no and allow yourself and invite yourself to just stop there. Just stop there. Don't explain why you're saying no. Don't justify your reason for saying no. And don't excuse your reason for saying no. Just practice saying no. That's creating a boundary. It garners respect and it allows people to see what you value and where you find your time in terms of its value and where you're choosing to expend your resources, whether they be time, energy, financial, emotional, whichever the case may be, you will teach other people what you value most. And here's the most beautiful part of all, you'll teach yourself. Once you've got practice doing this a couple of times, you are going to feel like a superhero. You're going to feel strong. You're going to garner a new sense of confidence and strength because you have a boundary. You've created boundaries and other people will respect them. They just have to get used to them. And it's not easy for them to get used to them at first, especially if you've been a people pleaser like I was for years and decades. It's really hard. And yet it's beautiful and it's right. So I invite you in this today, my friend, have fun with it. And I can't wait to connect with you on the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to The Stephanie Stevens Show. Please remember to subscribe so we can stay connected and you never miss an episode of the podcast. Oh, and if you haven't left a rating yet, please be sure to do so. It helps incredible people like you find the podcast. We'll see you on the next episode.